Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Indie Flicks with Donnie and Miranda. I'm Miranda, and there's a special uh, birthday boy on the line today. <laughs> birthday boy. <laughs> that made Miranda, it sound like we are over the, yeah, we're over the age of 25. <laughs> I feel like birthday boy stops being a thing when you're over the age of like eight, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the last time, like, I got a birthday present. I think it's just, like, like, like as you get older, it's just, like, it's like Christmas. It's, like, it just, it's, it seems like another day. Like, if you don't, like, have, like, you know, family or, like, you're, like, really close with, like, people and stuff like that. It just seems like it just, you know, goes. Well, you but just it's wait cool until because... Friday. You just wait until <laughs> Friday, bud. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bubbling with anticipation. Right. But speaking of, uh, I think, families and family dynamics and stuff like that, I think that's a good way to intro this film. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the film that we watched was Way Back. I always I always want to call it, like, The Way Back because I think of, like, The Way Back Burger, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, a The Way Back like an Australian slang or something like that. Like, don't they call it, like, the the way back? Oh, like the outback? Or, uh, oh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking outback, the, uh, the American slash Australian chain restaurant. Okay, yeah. Right, but no, I think same, right? Because then when it said the way, way back, I was like, oh, is it, like, a time travel movie? Like, the, I feel like the name is kind of, like, I don't know what it's referencing, like, in the film, necessarily. Right, exactly. Um, I, I think it's, like, a, I think it's almost... Like a callback to, I want to say like the amusement park, but uh, first let me read the synopsis and then we can dive right into it. So it stars, has like a stellar cast, like an absolute stellar season cast. It stars Steve Carell, Tony Coletti, Sam Rockwell. I didn't even recognize him at first when I first saw the movie. Um, mm-hmm. You got Maya Rudolph, you got Liam James. Was a new comment, and then you have um, I can't think of the uh, the guy's name, Nathan Fox, Nate Fox, Foxen, the um, right, and then um, Anna Sophia Rob, and Anna Sophia Rob. I feel like I I've seen her in other things, but nothing like really memorable. I think. Right. Like, not since she was really little. Like, she was in, like, Bridge to Terabithia, and I kind of, and, this sounds so yeah. bad, I kind of confused her with Dakota Fanning for many years. <laughs> confused, like, Anna Self-Rob. She was also in Soul Surfer, and um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was her most right. hits. Right. She was uh, Veruca, right? Or Violet? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Violet, I believe. Right. But, um, yeah, I she, totally she, forgot. She a bit of soundtrack like musical work or oh, something nice. like that but yet i always confuse her with the um that other girl who's like in multiple like independent films um i think her name has like really big eyes and she's like really like really expressive oh and she's like chloe um, moretz not chloe moretz um i i know who she is she's that always looks like she's like twelve years old, like never ages or something like that. Right, right. I can't think of the name. She was in a movie with uh, Dylan O'Brien this past year, 
on Hulu. It was like a really good movie. Something about Paris. But um, yeah, so I always get her confused with that. But um, I'm glad to see that Sophia uh, Anna Sophia Rob is still doing work and stuff like that. But back to the synopsis at hand, it's a shy 14-year-old kid named Duncan goes on summer vacation with his mother, her overbearing boyfriend, and her boyfriend's daughter. I always thought they were related, but I didn't miss that. Having a rough time fitting in, Duncan finds an unexpected friend in Owen, the man at the Waterways Water Park. That's a tongue twister I've ever heard one. <laughs> Truly. It, it, it's such a weird name for a park, right? Like Waterways. Water whiz. It makes it sound like everyone's peeing in the pool, which they probably Right, yeah, are. exactly. <laughs> and it, it, it's two conflicting, like, names. It's like, you already have water. What's the point of adding whiz? Like, right. So, like, they're both motions of, like, water and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, water whiz, <laughs> water park. It's <laughs> it, Right. So, that's the uh, synopsis of the film. Um, we open up, but... We open up with this great scene, Liam James and Steve Carell, which is like, I, I've oh. seen Steve Carell do other things, like more towards like drama acting and stuff like that. He mentioned it a, a couple of times uh, a few years ago, how he wanted to zoom from comedy. And honestly, this, it was such a great scene. He asked Duncan, like, what do you think you are? And I feel like that sets the tone for the whole entire film. Like, it, it's right. such a great opening scene. Right. And because what he says to him is like instant, just asshole vibes. Like, you really get the vibe already that like this guy is just going to be so terrible to this kid and that this kid has been, like, beat down by, like, so many situations in his life because he says, yeah, like, what do you think you are on a scale of 1 to 10? And Duncan kind of thinks about it and says, I don't know, I don't know. And then he finally says, uh, like, like a 6. Right, Right, like like, average. Yeah, so Duncan is kind of like a a quiet, reserved, um, very introverted, just type of kid. It's clear that he's going through, like, um, damn, I can't think of what teenagers go through, even though myself. Oh, um, like the puberty and the hormones yeah, and all that yeah, yeah, awful yeah. stuff. Because, yeah, becoming closed off and stuff like that. Right. Have, like, this, this guy coming in while, like, interaction, it's just, like, it's something that you don't say to a kid. Like, what do you think you are? Like, scale, like, rate yourself. And he's like, um, what? He's a he's like a six, right? A six. Um, right. But then what the what he says back? What Steve Carell's character, the boyfriend, says back comes up like, again I, later in the film because it's horrible. Right. Yeah. I think you're a three. A three. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck. <laughs> And I know but, his mom is in the car, but she's sleeping at this point. But I will say, right. I was really, really angry with her character a lot of times in the film for, like, mm-hmm. you know, not taking up for her kid more. Like, that really, but I think that's the precedent that they set. And he's even sat 
Actually, you know what? I just thought about something. Do you think it's the way, way back? Because they make him sit in, like, the way, way back seat, like, facing the other direction. And, like, people used to call that, like, the far back of a car or, like, the way back. <laughs> I, I don't think so, Marit. <laughs> really? Because now that I'm thinking about it, they kind of stow him back there, like, with the luggage and that alone. Just that visual, though, to me is, like, Well, let's, let's look at the, uh, let's look at the poll. So, the, the poster is... Because maybe maybe you do have a point. So it shows like Duncan like sitting beneath the water, um, and up beneath like the water park and stuff like that. And on op- water park is, you know, like his friends and this love interest. And then on the other side, he has like that. And then the tagline is, "We've all been there." So. You might have a point. I, I feel like that's the only. I feel like that's the only logical reason, maybe. Right. I'm trying to like figure it out. Like I'm doing like internet sleuthing, but I feel like even if that's not it, like there is something to be said for like when you're the kid that they just shove in like the back seat, right? Oh, and like that's yes. so sad, you know. Yeah. I. I now that you mentioned it, I, it brings up a terrible. Memory. Me and my brother. Um, yeah, I, I totally relate with this because we used to sit, like, in the back. Like, like we were living with these, uh, our foster parent who had, like, a, a Kia SUV, Sorrento or something. And, mm-hmm. like, I remember, like, going to the dealership with them to get the car. And they, I remember telling it, uh, I did the, uh, I remember the salesman saying, yeah, there's, like, another row in the back of, the like, the trunk into, a, like, another row or something like that. And she, I, I, I believe, like, she totally just disregarded that or just didn't want to go through the hassle of trying to figure out how to put up the seat. So... My God. Yeah, so on, like, family trips, it was me, my brother, our sister our other sister, and our other sister. So it was like, and like our foster mom. So we would have to like pile in the, two growing boys, like in the wow. trunk. And it, it wasn't because there like wasn't enough space because there was still space for like one person, but it was just like, they just wanted to put us in the trunk and it was just, horrible feeling now that you like mentioned it and I'm like oh my god like I totally get sitting in the back and he's like he's so from like the rest of the family it's like he's looking outward at the road and stuff like that and it's just like right right and like that really like you said though that opening scene like that sets the tone for like what you know you're going into like I was reading somebody like did a review on IMDB um just like a person who watched this and they said laughter and tears right like this film has such funny moments but it also has really heavy like really sad moments and I love that you said the tagline is we've all been there because yeah I think we can all recall a time like you know if you came from like a family that was like divorced or you had like certain situations growing up like you remember feeling Mm -hmm. like left out or forgotten at some point like in adolescence and how lonely that can feel like that isolation feeling when you're that age you know Mm -hmm, Um, so but it gets better audience 
<laughs> yeah, it it does. So like as we move into like they're like at the beach beach house. Um, Steve Carell's character he owns like the the beachfront house. Um, apparently, both families like that, and they're now like with each other. And it's like we can little interactions with like the mother. Why she's so like. What's what's the word? Um, I think she like defers to or like panders to the boyfriend all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like trying to think of the words, but exactly, like she like caters to like the boyfriend, but she doesn't right. want to make any waves and stuff like that. And she like really tries with like her son to like get him to go out, and it, the dad is like majorly aggressive and stuff like that. Right. And the the other adults in the film, we meet pretty early on, too, and they end up being fairly important. But the one, I will say, a good comic relief bit in this film that I think it needed because it needed, like, that levity to make it not all just, like, drama, but to add more of that comedy element. Um, The super drunk neighbor. She is so funny. Alice and Janet. (laughs) She she is absolutely one of the best. Interaction she has with, like, the little child, like, her son. It's oh my like, god, with the iPad? <laughs> yeah, with the iPad. <laughs> like, well, I don't too, know where you're looking at. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and then that kid is a legend. Like, there are really good... Well, then she has a daughter, and that kind of almost starts um, Duncan's first kind of foray into... Like, at first, he's, like, mortified and embarrassed uh, when he sees Anna Sophia Robb's character, who's her daughter, their, their neighbor. But they end up being kind of neighbors, right. and they're the same age, and... The painfully awkward interactions they have at first just reminded me so much of being that age. <laughs> yeah, she's like leading like on the, the car and stuff like that, moving places and stuff like that. And it's like uh, that girl next door, like type of uh, vibe and stuff like that. Multiple times, like moving while in foster care. And it's like, oh, like it's it's the. Uh, a combination of my love for indie films, romantic comedies, while also like like every guy just that girl next door, like mm-hmm. the one that's like so close that like gets you, like one night just sitting on top of the roof, like laying on the grass summer nights. So it's like it's that illusion that we like grow up with. I'm not sure if it's the same for like women, but I know for guys, it's like everybody wants that girl next door. Right. And I mean, I feel like even just remembering like some of the first little like crushes I had in school would be, yeah, like the boys in my neighborhood. And like we would do that kind of stuff, right? Like they would just walk over to my house and they'd be like, hey, do you want to go ride scooters? And you kind of start to get those first feelings of like oh, liking God. somebody remember, and like, you know. I, I, yeah, I remember this girl to this day, like lived across the street from me. Her name was Stephanie Markey. I, I still remember her to this day. And it's like I remember we were like in class one time, and like we had a substitute teacher, and we were talking or something like that. And he like called me out. He was like, "I know that, but you guys need to focus on your work." And it, it I had the biggest like blood uh, oh. fucking cheeks, and uh, like I'm black, so it's like it's really hard to see, but I could feel like just the heat. <laughs> in my cheeks and stuff like that. What and, a dick uh, the, move. Oh my God, it, was, it was such a dick move. And then there was another time that you're present, but 
I didn't get her anything, and it was just like because we never really talked about it. So she like just came over to my house. I still remember what it was. It was uh, a watch, uh, oh. a Sylvester, a, a Sylvester pen, like bird and stuff like that. That pen, and it was a Christmas card. And it was like I, I, I'm pretty sure that was like the first gift like I ever got. And it that, was right before like spring break. I mean uh winter break. That is so cute. Stephanie Markey, if you are out here and you hear this somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like but then we like went to the same school and we like drifted apart like after school and stuff like that and we both got different friends and different paths but yeah i, I tried to find her right size, but... but you know that ties back into the film too because what this summer really ends up being for duncan um so he meets that girl and then he starts working for owen at the water park which is also like a chance yep. meeting thing and what this summer ends up being for him is one of those things like when you're young that you could like never recreate it but we've all had those experiences of like you know somebody oh, for like a yeah. fleeting second in your youth and you have a great time and it's okay that you like don't see them again but they are like so formative and that makes this film like so relatable you know yeah have you ever worked at like a, a park or a sesame place or an amusement park like that no, Andrew was a lifeguard at like this pool with a water slide. So I would watch him yell at kids sometimes when I came to see him when we were in college. But that's about I worked mostly in like retail and, and then food service in high school and college. And pretty much that was it for me. I I've never really I, I feel like water parks like on the East Coast are not really like something like this, like right down the street or something. Um Right. Yeah, but I, I, I it would have been cool to like work at a water park, you know, like a a fourteen year old kid. It, like that's the dream. Like it, it was such like it had such feel good moments in this film. And yeah, yeah, like I, I feel like Owen Owen just almost treats him like like a friend, but in the end, almost like the father figure or like big brother figure, like he actually needed. Like Owen gets right. like a little more serious like he's kind of this just clown that like manages the water park and his girlfriend Maya Rudolph who is fantastic in everything but in this too she's kind of like fed up with him and he's like a I'll never grow up guy like I manage a water park he's goofy and but the right. way he kind of matures too through like watching Duncan go through that summer and like seeing how he helps him and like helps him build self-confidence like the scene where they try to help him talk to the girl when they have the megaphone is hilarious (laughs) i i yeah i think that was like one of the best things it was almost like uh those two big brothers type thing like just watching over you nathan uh nate foxen and uh sam rockwell they they were they were and we got to give a shout out to like jim rash have you ever seen community so I know what it is. It's Donald Glover, right, and Joel McHale, yeah. and but you know what? I've never yeah. sat down and like watched a full episode. I need to. Yeah. So he he is um not the lifeguard. Uh, what does he play in this movie? Like the the sales the salesperson. Um, oh my gosh! He, yeah. Yeah, he is so funny. It's is he's plays the same character here. That he plays in like community, but he's like the demon. Community. 
and his little small little antics and just like that that sharp witty humor and snapbacks that he do it, it's good so good right but yeah and that so one... like sam brockwell it's like he 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 sees dunk for like what everybody else sees him but what he could be he like he totally right. understands what he's going through Right, and I think it's, like, yeah, that person in your life that, like, mentors you. And Owen is, like, that mentor when Duncan needed it most. And I think at first, neither of them even, like, totally realize it. And then, like, as the summer goes on, he really becomes, like, that big brother, that mentor. And, like, he really transforms Duncan from, like, this shy, awkward kid to, I mean, Duncan starts really, like, coming out of his shell and speaking his mind. And I think, to me, the most satisfying scene... I was absolutely so angry at his mother, but the most satisfying scene is when he finally like screams at his mom at like the climax of the film because he knows yeah. and she knows the boyfriend's cheating on her. The boyfriend treats, you know, Duncan like right. shit and then he cheats on her and she just takes it and takes it. And he finally stands up at this, um, they're at like a clam bake at the neighbor's house. And he's <clears> like, mom, aren't you going to do something? And I love that part where he kind of, and it's sad because he kind of has this like huge emotional outburst. And um, God, Steve Carell's character then, Trent, is just such a dick. But, like, but right, I love yeah, that I, scene. Like the emotion yeah, in that like, scene is so well done. The, the, the callback to like Tony Colletti's uh, character is like, I, I have a question. So do you think that she knew the whole time, first um, dinner, that the, the, um, the neighbors came over. I don't know if she knew from like that very first interaction, but I think she probably knew like before her son confronted her about it. Like obviously like Duncan sees something happen visually, mm -hmm. but I think she's like suspicious for sure. Yeah. I, I think like she started to notice because like in a film, like we hear her went through this before. So I, I think she knew. Yep. What when when they first had dinner, that's Janie's character, the next door neighbor, but the neighbor, the couple, like yeah, the, the other couple, that, yeah, that like has, she's married too, right? Like so, when the the lady like at dinner, she like makes like these little sly comments. I, I think her name uh, Amanda, played by uh, Joan, um, played by Amanda Pete. So when Joan makes like these like remarks at dinner, I think it was like something about like um her cooking skills or something. Uh, Colette knew right then and there right. like, there was like something like going on. Or she right, had... and I think right, and I think what's so crazy about it is like you see this woman like, and you can see that like she's totally just beaten down. Like we don't really ever get to learn much about Duncan's dad. His, like, actual father, right. but but you can see where she says things, like, I've been through this before, and where she just won't stand up for herself. Like, she's pretty, like, you know, broken right. down. And, and then, yeah, and then Steve Carell makes this comment, which I don't really get. Um, he said that if, like, his father doesn't want to, doesn't want him to live with him in San Francisco. Yeah, and it says thinking, something like, your dad doesn't want you, kid. Which is such an evil thing to say. It's such an asshole move, but I'm thinking, like, does Steve Carell know? Or... Like, to me, it, it seems just... like maybe, yeah, maybe the mom had, like, told her boyfriend that, like, in confidence. Okay, yeah. Alright, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. that. that and, 
Right, but then he used it against the son. When the son, like, exposes the cheating thing, finally, Steve Carell's character, like, yells at Duncan, like, your dad doesn't even want you, kid, or whatever, and, like, just to hurt him. Like, just to be a jerk. And, I mean, it's just horrible, like... But you know what is really gratifying um, for him? His character kind of gets his in the end, I feel like. Well, two things. Mm -hmm. There's the very end scene, which we'll get to. But when Owen... So Trent and the mom finally find out Duncan's working at the water park. He doesn't tell them. Because he's, like, not really hanging out with his family that summer. Because, I mean, they're kind of horrible to him. And he's just, you know, working at the water park. He doesn't tell them. It's kind of his own little private thing. Yeah, Um, I didn't like the that Anna Sophia robbed like followed him. I didn't right. I didn't like that after he stated that, oh, this is my Right. Like, I felt like right. he should have just had that for himself. I didn't like that part. I didn't like that either, but then like it's kind of like their relationship was sweet, but to me the him and Owen thing is even more like important right. I that's, think, to his development. That's what I felt like like that romance. I mean honestly I don't I don't feel like the romantic interest needed to be in here. Like, I, I know what type of is like, coming up age. They they have this little... It, it's not necessarily a relationship, like, this slow burn, like, leading up to, like, Owen trying to, like, uh, Duncan trying to... Um, and she's like, oh, I, I'm sorry to give you the wrong impression. But right. I, I feel like that's that's a... It consists of the director's and writer's part. Cause I think so, but then clear- I think too, like, yeah. like it's that it's that thing though. I guess like when you're young and like you do have to learn how to get like rejected or like I don't know. And maybe they were looking at it that way, but like I do also think it felt like an afterthought, like that storyline. Uh, yeah, it, that's what I felt like. I, like you said, like I felt like Owen and um, Duncan should have been the main priority of the. F- and right. that little for them to throw in, like after he explicitly said not to follow him and just like like out let it be your thing, and she just goes ahead and follow him. I felt like it was it wasn't needed. Like I felt like it should have just been. I I would have loved to see Owen and Duncan's relationship explored a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, because I think the best scene to me, besides the very end, there are two scenes to me that stood out, like, the most. And I think it's because the stepdad or whatever looks like a jerk. And then someone finally takes up for Duncan. And it's that subtle movement where when his family finds out at the end he's working there and the stepdad tries to grab Duncan and put him in the car, Owen steps in between them. I I, I saw that. I rewind that scene, like, three times. That is it's so such a awesome. Subtle, a subtle move, but it's like, and he's like not looking him directly in the eye, which is like a little step just to know, hey, like, like don't fuck with this kid. Like I love yeah, this like, kid in the way you are exactly. not loving this. Yeah, like I love this kid like as like a little brother or a son, and you aren't man enough to do that. You know, right? And, it's and he's so like, awesome. oh, like, I'll meet you back at the car. But I, my favorite scene was them racing at the end to see like who gets down the water slide faster. I absolutely yes. love that scene. Yes, and then like my so my good. second scene was this shot of Tony Collette like coming into the frame. She, she like turns around and behind her is employee of the month. 
and it's uh, Duncan's face. And she like yes. has this this uh emotion of disbelief and like shock and like surprise. Right. I love that so much. And then there's obviously how this film ends. Do we wanna do we wanna say? Do we wanna talk about it? Or is it like a spoiler? Yeah. It didn't spoil <laughs> could... anything. Cause it didn't spoil anything for me. Like, cause I didn't know when it was going to happen or whatever, but honestly, right. it's the best feeling. I'm finally not mad at the mom. I'm finally not mad at Tony Collette in the end because right. she climbs in the, and actually I did look this up. It says in the official synopsis on Wikipedia, she climbs in the quote way, way back to go sit with her. Son. Oh. <laughs> oh, it does say that. Oh, okay. Well, you were right. You were absolutely right. The way way back is a callback to like the the station wagon that they're in. I guess, I guess so. And yeah, yeah, this there and yeah, the way way back. Well, I'm sorry I doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember we called it the backpack when I was a kid when somebody had the trunk thing. So then I thought, I wonder if like some people say way way back. And when I looked it up, they said yeah. At the end, his mom climbs into the way way back. But it's so. Finally, like, I don't know, she finally sticks up for this kid, it feels like, you know? And then it kind of also feels yeah. like they're in this together, finally, him and his mom. Right, it, it was it was such an emotional scene. It was like, I cried because it, it's mm -hmm. like, as everything, as, like, processing, like, the events that transpired and stuff like that. And it almost seems like Steve Carell and Tony is going to, like, work it out in a sense. Right. But they're like still mad at her. Well, he's like still mad at her. But she like she she looks back at her son and then like something just clicks and she like climbs. Right. It's it's such a well done scene. Like oh the God, opening scene and so the closing good. scene. It's so great. So great. Right. Because so, they kind um, of directly parallel each other, which I think was the best exactly. way to film. Yeah. So Final, obviously, five out of five. I mean, it, this film is so great. And there's like, even though we, uh, the interactions between Duncan and Steve Carell's character, when he comes in late, you can see like the the color scheme of the the picture changes. It's like really dark. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, like a, I think that's like the director like basing the scene around Steve Carell. Like we know what type of dark man he is, and I just love the way that they and like the lighting, and it's just dark. Right. So I'd have to agree, five out of five, because you bringing that up, and then like the other like subtle things we talked about. This movie, it's like every single thing was done with like attention to detail, which I think right. is just awesome. Like it's a great film. And yeah, I think like they just got every detail so right. I mean, like even like the romantic storyline was kind of like awkward, but then again, it's like, well, maybe because when you're young, that kind of stuff is awkward. I don't know. But even that aside, I agree with you. Like five out of five. I love this movie because I laughed and cried and that's like hard to do, you know? All right, exactly. Like I said, great movie. Um, I just didn't like, I, I felt like the the rom romance wasn't really needed. I mean, they could have just stayed friends or something like that. I, did, I didn't feel the need for him to like and like kiss her. And then the interruption of 
going behind his back to like follow him to his like his secret basically yeah. what it is. It it's where he felt like the man, like he was king. And right. It right. it just kinda like and a little invasive. That's what it was. Right. But yeah, overall, I'm so glad you suggested I watch this. Andrew was really glad because he loves this movie and he'd seen it, but I'd never seen it. So I'm so glad I watched this. Thank you for suggesting this. And I suggest everybody check this movie out because it's really something for everyone. Like it has like happy moments, sad moments. It's funny. It's also kind of like, you know, dramatic. And it's just really, it'll just make you think about being young again in like the good right, and the bad exactly. way. <laughs> But uh, for next week, um, I'm not exactly sure where we're going to watch. Um, I'll leave and see what she picks out. Oh, I'll have to think about it. All righty. Until then, guys. See ya.